Section 3 of the National Geographic Magazine, Volume 8, May 1897. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Marianne Spiegel. Costa Rica by Signor Ricardo Villafranca, Council General of the Republic of Costa Rica at San Jose, Guatemala. It is impossible to give, within the space allotted to me, a complete idea of Costa Rica, or to describe explicitly its varied resources and industries. I can but dwell briefly on the more important features of the land, the characteristics of the people, and the natural resources of the country. The peculiarly favorable situation of Costa Rica might well be the envy of all nations, for it lies between the continents of the New World and between the Earth's greatest seas. It enjoys a temperate climate, with the advantages of a tropical sun. It is one of the smallest of small nations, a true gem of American republics. Its people are peaceful and law-abiding. Its republican form of government, copied from the United States, is very popular. Its climate is moderate, without extremes of heat or cold, and is remarkably healthful. The dreaded fevers are found only along the swampy coastal fringe and other low-lying land, of which there is little in Costa Rica. Against visionary dangers, we have a land of prolonged spring and autumnal splendor, a soil upon which the flowers smile with a perennial bloom. Costa Rica is feeble for want of sufficient population, but she possesses a rich store of undeveloped resources in her widely disseminated minerals and the endless productions of her fertile soil. Her forests are in incalculable natural wealth. Throughout the country the land is thickly covered with gigantic trees, among the finest in the world, and all are of a rare quality, such as mahogany, cedar, rosewood, lignum vitae, and a number of dyewoods, such as anato and indigo. Little attention has been given to the forest wealth. Along the seashore, where transportation is easy, some woods have been marketed, but in the interior the trees stand as they did a hundred years ago. In the Matina Valley, the Matina Banana Company is working an extensive plantation and paying large dividends. The extent of this industry cannot be appreciated except at the shipping stations. Hundreds of cars are loaded every day, and the number of boats loaded with bananas far surpasses those carrying any other freight. The harvest never ends. From January to December there is a continuous cutting and marketing. One sees at the same time the budding blossoms, the young fruit, and the fully developed bananas. Those who have seen cotton plants elsewhere, rarely attaining the height of a man, are ill-prepared to see cotton trees growing to a height of twelve feet, with numberless branches, which are tipped by the snowy down. There is nothing that more clearly proves the fertility of Costa Rican soil. The breadfruit tree is also a wonder to northern visitors. The tree is tall and massive. Its branches are innumerable, its leaves large, resembling fig leaves, and the characteristic breadfruit of a greenish-yellow color is the size and shape of a cantaloupe. The fruit, fried, boiled, and baked, very much like potatoes, forms one of the staple foods of the working people. The Costa Rica, Nicaraguan, and Panama canals are such important projects that the nations of the earth must sooner or later complete them. Costa Rica, 
occupying almost entirely the territory between the two proposed canals will ere long reap the benefit of such an unparalleled position the nicaraguan canal will be the final event which shall make costa rica the true gem of american republics only a few years ago a few shanties marked the present site of limon which to-day is one of the most important cities fanned by the caribbean breezes where tropical trees in the distance overshadow the most elaborate buildings which are as a rule low the regular streets are well kept and the churches neat and well attended in central american cities great prominence is given to churches but at limon they are not as elegant as in more typical cities here foreigners are numerous and the native population is neither wealthy nor important but the places of worship and many of the buildings are of foreign design and foreign material limon has a distinctive appearance not unlike southern settlements in the united states english is the prevailing language and english-speaking people conduct most of the business Nearly one-third of the population of the country is in the province of San Jose, a broad expanse containing the main coffee plantations, at short distances from the principal cities where the owners generally live. The wealthiest, most prosperous, and most conservative of the towns are Heredia and Alajuela, which are connected with the capital by a railroad. What we shall say about San Jose applies more or less to all Costa Rican cities, in this magnificent neighborhood the country is studded with fruitful plantations here the true population of costa rica dwells since here are found these hardy simple toilers who wrest from the earth its agricultural products the true wealth of the soil an air of ease combined with antique simplicity characterizes the majority of these villages the city of san jose at once gives the impression of thrift not unlike the cities of the united states the traveler sees two-story houses wide sidewalks and electric lights in the center of walker's park has recently been placed a handsome monument to commemorate the defeat of the filibuster walker educational facilities are excellent there are high schools a school of law several colleges public libraries etc it is safe to say that the number of teachers in costa rica far exceeds the number of soldiers the well-kept hotels like most private residences are built around a beautiful courtyard from which every room in the house receives moist cool air charged with natural perfumes of carefully cultivated flowers costa ricans mingle work and play in the most delightful way in the cities amusement is often considered more important than business and means of recreation are abundant san jose has a modern theatre not equalled in central america the roman catholic churches in san jose heredia and aljuela are excellent indications of the wealth of the country these churches and particularly the cathedral of san jose are of a design and finish that are rarely surpassed in spanish america the people may at times go barefoot and hungry but the priests never lack enthusiastic support the home of the costa rican is the true pivot of life and the centre of all pleasure the houses are built around the ever-present courtyard a garden spot which is carefully cultivated in it one finds flowering plants in full bloom throughout the year and from it every room of the house has a never-ceasing current of air charged with a delightful odor everybody in costa rica who has money and some ambition is either directly or indirectly interested in farms the gentlemen farmers are the rulers of the land coffee farming is the primary industry 
since Costa Rican coffee has become famous and commands very high prices. Almost anywhere, within a radius of fifty miles, one can find coffee farms, either in their infancy or in full development, with shade trees to protect the young plants. Coffee plants in bloom are among the most beautiful sights in nature. Three years after the planting of the young coffee bush, it bears its first fruit. The crop increases until the eighth year. After that, for fifteen years, the crops are more or less even. In the first weeks of December, the berry is of a bright red color, which indicates that the coffee is fully ripe. Every man, woman, and child is pressed into the service of picking coffee, and with a basket swung from the waist, picks from sunrise to sunset. This operation is a delicate one, and is watched very closely to prevent the leaves from being broken, as the next crop starts from the angle formed by the leaf and branch. The fresh coffee is transported by ox carts, passes through a machine that breaks the outer skin, and is then placed for twenty-four hours in water, until the syrup-like substance that has adhered to the grains is washed away. After it has been washed, the coffee is spread out on a cemented court in smooth beds. Here it remains during the sunshine, but at night and during cloudy days it is gathered into heaps and covered with canvas. The process of spreading and gathering together is continued until the coffee is thoroughly dry. During this operation, no planter neglects to place sentinels around the coffee court, since coffee, even in Costa Rica, is worth forty cents a pound, and a single individual might carry away several hundred dollars' worth of it in a few hours. When dry, the coffee is sacked and transported to the factory, where an elaborate process by modern machinery prepares it for the market. The final work is the separation of the black, small, and imperfect berries and classifying them. They are called first, second, third, and fourth classes, and the well-known carcolillo, or peaberry. This is done by a machine having a long center cylinder, with openings of various sizes that correspond with the different classes of coffee. From this machine the berries are transferred to large tables where girls pick out by hand any impurities not removed by the machines. The coffee is then sacked and marked, each bag weighing 132 pounds. Now that the coffee is ready for export, and marked Hamburg, Liverpool, etc., a question naturally arises. Is there any marked New York, New Orleans, or Baltimore? I have to answer with deep regret that very little is marked that way, the bulk of the crop being bought by European firms, who send their agents several months in advance of harvest time, either to buy outright or to furnish funds with liberal conditions to farmers who agree to consign their crops. American merchants make very little effort to secure the products of Costa Rica, or to furnish its markets with the manufactured articles which are produced in the United States. Time does not permit me to speak of other agricultural productions. Costa Rica is capable of producing not only coffee, bananas, cocoa, and sugar cane, but northern fruits and vegetables. There we find peaches, apples, quinces, strawberries, and grapes, as well as tomatoes, cabbages, potatoes, corn, wheat, and other cereals. Costa Rica heretofore has not produced enough meat for home consumption, but this is not because cattle will not thrive there, it is because few intelligent attempts have been made. There is abundance of water, a perpetual verdure, and no winter necessitating feeding. Cattle of every kind and variety thrive beautifully, and that without any attention or care. Although stock farming is new and people are ill-prepared to raise cattle, yet the results are excellent. Even sheep, the last animal in the world that one would expect to do well under a tropical sun, thrive and multiply with remarkable success. 
not far from these farms are several peculiar natural springs the most popular and interesting thermal springs today are those of agua caliente which are frequented by the wealthy citizens of costa rica and by foreign visitors these springs like most natural waters are said to be good for nearly all human ailments but it is certain that they cure rheumatism and skin diseases one finds among them waters hot enough to boil an egg and of a strong sulphurous odor while on the other hand there are others extremely cold one of the unique primitive structures of the country which portrays the characteristic ingenuity of early settlers is the bridge made of bioko a native vine-like growth noted for its great strength to be noticed hanging from large trees this strange substance is made into a rope which is hung from convenient trees near the banks of the river the peculiar sensation experienced while crossing is far from a feeling of safety with every step the dry woody ropes crack and the bridge moves not only up and down but sideways forward and backward entering the indian reservation of talamanca fine views greet the eye of the traveller here are the farmhouses of half-breeds there colossal coconut trees with large leaves of which the roofs and sides of huts are made the true indian house is built on the beehive plan and its framework of vine rope is thatched by palm and coconut leaves its external appearance is artistic and the people are comfortable within the indians are completely isolated from civilization are peaceful and never give the government trouble the men are usually well built and the women are patient and gentle they are very thinly clad as the climate is such that clothing is the least of their wants and is worn only with an idea of adornment most clothing is of the local cotton colored by home dye roots and certain kinds of shells their beds are placed on platforms well up under the roof the floor is the naked earth hammocks are strung about always occupied for costa rican indians are not fond of work the most interesting character in talamanca is antonio sandano the king to whom the government accords the absolute sovereignty of the talamanca indians the rainfall of costa rica is somewhat greater than that of the united states there is a dry season and a wet season every year but the rains are never constant nor are they ever entirely absent indeed the atmospheric moisture is reliable and droughts never affect plants it is well to become acquainted with a fact that seems rather curious in reference to rain it is the one that attracts the attention of foreigners who in visiting central america expect to see rain pouring down constantly the rain begins at about two o'clock in the afternoon continuing from a half hour to three hours but what rain it seems as though the dikes of the heavenly reservoirs had been torn asunder another peculiarity still when it rains on the eastern slope it is clear on the western and vice versa to visit the successful mining camps in costa rica one has to ride over rough roads crossing bridgeless rivers and traversing thick forests where mahogany cedar rubber and other tropical trees cover the earth and screen the skies the journey is long and at times tiresome but to see gold at the end of the journey mingling with the best of mother earth more than repays for the discomfort of travel here is a rain of incomparable mineral richness but up to the present the mines have been worked in the most primitive way necessitating great labor and expense with the importation of new labor-saving machines and improved mining methods there is no doubt that we shall soon see golden streams flowing from the depths of costa rica 
throughout the republic transportation is largely conducted by caravans with ox teams as the motive power these carts are heavy primitive vehicles made by the peasants the wheels being solid circular discs cut from the stems of large oak trees the oxen are always objects of regard as their drivers and owners have an almost supernatural love for them and often prize them more than they do their own wives the railroad from san jose to the pacific coast is partially completed and passes through a fertile agricultural country and several towns among them alajuela with its extensive market at alajuela we leave behind us the train and reach esparta twelve miles away from puntarinas by mules from esparta one of the oldest towns in costa rica we again take the train to puntarinas this is the principal seaport of the pacific and is connected by steamer with san francisco it must be plain that costa rica offers industrious immigrants exceptional advantages men who can begin life on a plantation or in one of the many industries with a few hundred dollars can in a few years accumulate a reasonable property secure a permanent home in a region surpassed nowhere in the world for healthfulness and lay the foundation for an estate which is certain to increase rapidly in value costa rica is indeed a land of promise to all interested in securing for themselves a future prosperity it is a land upon which greater nations will ere long be casting their ambitious eyes End of section three.